Welcome to Kingdom Talks. I am here today with a special guest, and I'm going to allow the man of God to introduce himself to the audience. Blessed be the name of the Lord, my fellow brethren, Christ Jesus. We thank God for the grace he has given unto me and every one of us here to be able to hear the word of the Lord. My name is Odeyemi Sunday. I am an evangelist by my occupation, and I preach the word of God with passion. We are sent to preach, to preach the word of God, to bring those who are lost, to bring them home, to bring them to Christ. And I'm really passionate about preaching the gospel. Like, you know, people, a lot of people say there's a lot of things that give them joy. You know, some said traveling give them joy. Some said eating give them joy. A lot of people said a lot of things that give them joy. But for me, the only things that give me joy is preaching the gospel, reaching out to the lost one, bringing them to Christ, making them to realize, just like Jesus asked people. And I believe he's asking you, he's asking me, he's asking every one of us. Even at the end, if we have everything, have every millions, billions, he said, for what shall he profit a man if he gains the all, all world and lost his soul? So thank you, brethren. God bless you. Thank you, Evangelist. I usually like to ask my guests to share with us how they came about giving your life to Jesus. Tell us that special moment. Huh. Wow. <laughs> that is a great, great, the greatest thing that could ever happen to a man. One mm -hmm. of the greatest things that could ever happen to any man, every man, is in giving his life to Jesus Christ. Because when you begin to look at it, like I was saying earlier, that what shall it profit a man after he gains all the whole world? You know, let me just share with you guys a few things that really convicts me first about Jesus Christ, which is number one thing is his birth. Among the old gods, among the old world, just make your research. The birth of Jesus Christ was different. Mm. How does it, how was it different? Or how does it come different? Number one is he was born by a virgin, such as never happened in history. And such will never repeat himself. A virgin, go, go and make your research. Guru, go and make your research. Muhammad, go and make your research. Every one of them, a man and a woman has to come together before they were born. But Jesus' own was exception. No man has to come together. It's only conceive of the Holy Spirit. And number two things is um is death on the cross. Praise God. Jesus' death on the cross. Every man is scared of death. Ask rich man, ask any man, when it comes to the point of death, they, be, they are shaving like they don't know what will happen after death. But Jesus was proud of his death. He was saying, I'm going there, I'm going to die. And on the third day, I will rise up again. That is the second thing. And the last thing that makes me so convinced, and I want you to also convince you, um, brethren, as you hear me, is, is resurrection. Every man died. Every man. Every single man died. Muhammad, every, every one of them died. And none resurrected. But our Lord Jesus Christ resurrected from the dead. And thank God for such things that give us encouragement, such boldness to carry his word to anywhere in the world. And we are able to be proud and to say those things to men. So it's the greatest thing that could happen to man. 
giving your life to the one who is able to give life to the deadness of man and is a greatest experience. So brethren, if you have not given your life to Christ, one of the things I will encourage you to do is make sure you do that. Now, not, I won't use the word as soon as possible. Now, now is the time. Now, now is the time. Because it is the greatest thing that could happen to you. You might be poor and you might be rich. That, that has nothing to do. We can see an example in the book of Luke, the rich man and the poor man. So it is the rich man do not go to hell because he was a rich man. Now Lazarus going to hell because, uh, to heaven, sorry, because he was uh, a poor man. That is not the reason why. The rich man, there's something that he did that Lazarus did not do. There's something Lazarus did, sorry, that the rich man did not do. So it's very important, brethren, that you give your life to Christ. Come to him. And the time is now because the greatest thing that could ever happen to you is you giving your life to Christ. Thank you. Thank you, Evangelist, for sharing um, these three points that made you so convinced and convicted to embrace Jesus Christ. Number one, as you said, his conception, death, and then his resurrection. So now this leads me to the first question I would like to ask you. What is the gospel message? And who is the gospel message for? Wow. Wow. Thanks for asking me such question. That is one of the powerful questions or great question. You know, anything that has to do with the gospel is great because it's always new to men. So like the question was being asked, what is the gospel all about? Why do I say to myself, I, I, I have pleasure in reaching out to people? Why do I say I have my the pleasure in bringing people to the um, gospel light? First of all, I would like us to read the book of Daniel, chapter 12, verse 3. I'll be reading from here, Daniel, chapter 12. And I would like you guys to also open your Bible there too, so we can be blessed with the word of God. Um, Daniel, chapter 12, verse 3. That is one of the Bible, that, um, chapter and verses of the Bible that I love reading because it encouraged me so much. And I believe it will also encourage someone this time in the name of Jesus. So, Daniel 12, 3 says, okay, my Bible is loaded. Okay, it said, those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament. I'm reading from New King James Version. And those who turn many to righteous like the star forever and ever. Look at those words again. Let me read it so you can understand. Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament, and those who turn many to righteous like the star forever and ever. Look at that powerful scripture. It's talking to you. It's talking to high. Those who bring people to righteousness. And who is righteous? The Bible says in the book of 1 John chapter 3, verse 8, it says, little children, let no man deceive you. Any man who practice righteous is righteous. Any man. And how can we be righteous? We knew that the Bible says even our righteousness is like a filthy garment. That's when we are trying to do it with our flesh. When we are trying to do it on our own. But when we are trying to do it through the one who has died and resurrected for us. That is Jesus Christ, brethren. I'm telling you. Then we become righteous because it is no longer we 
who are born into sin nature. You know, our nature is full of sin. Everything about us is full of sin. But when we now put our righteousness upon him, who is righteous himself, who is righteous himself, I'm telling you, brethren, then we become righteous. So the gospel is all about him who is righteous. Who is the one who is righteous? Is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the one who is righteous. Every one of us, we are not. Our best is still low. Our best of righteousness is still low. But when we come to Jesus Christ, when we come through Jesus Christ, that is why he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comment unto the Father except through me. That is the word of our Lord Jesus Christ. So it's important we put that in our mind, and it's important we know that that our righteousness can only come through Jesus Christ. And that's what the, what the gospel is all about. Him that die, him that resurrect. Romans chapter 1, verse 16, it says, The gospel is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes. Amen. So you, you mentioned um, the rich man and Lazarus. Because yes. most times people think that the gospel is only for the poor. Or no. the gospel is only for the wretched. The rich don't need the gospel. Educated do not need the gospel. Who else? The the popular figures don't need the gospel. Yeah. What's, your, what's your take on that? Mm. Yes. You know, like you said, actually, every man needs the gospel. Every man. Every man needs the gospel. The gospel is not only for the rich alone. And the gospel is not only for the poor alone. And the gospel is not for the educated alone. In fact, you see the disciple Jesus as they were not, not I think it's only much, only few, few of them that were educated. The first people that he brought up with, they were not educated. The first two, few of them, they were not educated, you see. So the gospel is not for the educated alone. We also see he has educated people among them, people like Matthew. We have couples of them too, who yeah. later join them. They're educated. So the gospel is, you can't you can say the gospel is for only this race or these people or, or, or these people or not. The gospel is for all. For the Bible says he died for all. The Bible also mentions it for as many. It does not mention for uh, um, educated or not, um, black or white, you know, not mention. It says for as many who believe. Mm. So it's for as many. It's not for educated or not. So if you are educated, congratulations, you are safe if you believe in him. And if you are not educated, congratulations. If you are poor, congratulations. Because in fact, Jesus loved the poor. He said to them in the book of Matthew 11, 20, come unto me, Matthew 11, 28, come unto me, all ye that labor and heavily laden. You know, it's important we understand this as a Christian. The gospel is not only for the poor people, not for the rich people, it's for all. We see that in order for people to receive the gospel, there's one condition, and that condition is to believe. So how important is faith in Jesus Christ rather than trying to reason Jesus? Because most people, when you evangelize to them, obviously you an evangelist, they want to rationalize, they want to logicalize, yeah. they want the gospel yeah. to make sense. That is why Paul said, it is it is foolishness to those it is foolishness to those who are perishing 
and for, for us it is but to us who are being saved it is the power of god i'm always baffled to see people despise the gospel because they see it as something that is foolish it doesn't make sense you know yeah. how can one man save the whole world so what's your take on that wow thanks for asking me such question as I will be answering, I would like us to open to that popular chapter of the Bible, which I know we normally read as a Christian, which is Romans chapter 10, verse 17. You know, like you first asked me, you said about what the importance of belief, right? Yes, sir. Yes. So Romans 10, 17, it says, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word. Of God. Mm. Look at that. I remember a few years ago, and I know it happens to many people now. Why are we afraid of something? Why are, you, are, are we afraid? Why is any man afraid? You know, why are you just suddenly afraid? I'm trying to bring out a point there that the reason why you're afraid, imagine there's a chemical here that said, don't touch it, and there is one. You don't know if it's chemical or not. There's nothing written on it. You know, you have a possibilities of touching that one that there's nothing written on it than touching the one that something is written. For example, your parents said, son, or um, a father said to his son, don't do this. That comes by hearing. Don't do this comes by hearing. Why? He said, do this. It comes by hearing also. So what happened here is, he said, faith comes by hearing. Same also, fear, death also comes by hearing. Because when you hear the word and you believe, you are saved. And when you refuse to believe, you know, you can hear and say, doesn't mean a word, just like you said. Like, mm -hmm. you know, some will say to, why should I believe, you know? They are trying to use logical, just like I was saying to someone recently, which I made today, that you can you can use your logic to believe God. When you want to use your logic to believe God, you end up like the scientists that have said there is no God. Mm. That's it. When you are trying to use the man wisdom, because you know, I was saying to people, because I love to reach out to people, sometimes those who I live with, I normally say to them, when you are using your logic, you know, your emotion, your the way or your the situation of your country or the situation of where you are to um you are trying to use that same wisdom to you are bringing it to the way of god i'm telling you you are going to end up like the scientist that says there is no god yeah that's how a man we end up because no human wisdom can you know can uh can comprehend god for example, let me let's use this funny example, which I love to use with people. The scripture says one will chase a thousand, and two will chase ten thousand. In the logic of men, we believe that when one chases a thousand, then two will chase two thousand. That is the logic of men. That is what we believe. But how will two now chase ten thousand? There's something there that has to do with divine intervention. Divine intervention that mere men would not understand. 
scientists will tell you, are we too, you know, near men will tell you, are we too chase 10,000? Are we too do that? That is impossible. You, 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 you use it, you use your, uh, your calculation is wrong or you misuse this word or you misuse the calculation, you know, scientists will tell you different things. But when it comes to the things of God, you can use your human imagination always to comprehend him. I, I usually say to people, you can boss God in. Mm. Yes. By the limitation of man or by any way or by any thought, you can never boss God in. Because it's, it's everything. If you like, you can say this. If you like, you can say that. So the importance of faith is that you believe in Jesus Christ. You must make sure either, you know, sometimes, I, let, let me use myself as an example. Sometimes the flesh happens to me. Flesh of like, okay, if you say you believe in Jesus, you know, I'm just trying to, sometimes just trying to answer some question within me. Like sometimes you may see an atheist who we ask, someone who do not believe who we ask your other religion, we ask you question. So it just come to me sometime. I'm like, okay, someone will just ask, why? Why Jesus? Why? Yes. Why Jesus? Yes, why? Just like you're asking, why Jesus? Mm. And the answer I give them sometimes is that why not Jesus? Like the three things I mentioned earlier, why not him? Why not Jesus? You're asking me why, and why not Jesus? His birth was different. His death was different. His resurrection was different. And we all see that. So the importance of faith, that is one of the reasons why I even want you to first believe in him. His birth, very different. Death, he gives his life. The Bible lets us know that he has no sin. And yes, he was crucified. And the last one is resurrection. There has never been anyone recorded that resurrected after death. Hmm. Yes, there has never, and it, uh, you know, and it comes back. Like they should say, oh, he died a few days ago. He resurrected and he comes back and he said that he is given. No, there has never, and there would never. That's why, brethren, if you if you have your breath on you now, if you are still breathing, make sure you believe in him. If you haven't, and if you have believed in him, I'm, I have congratulate you already because the Bible also says something which sometimes many preachers don't use. He said, to him that believe, he have eternal life. And to them who do not believe, they are already condemned. That's John, yes, John 3. I think verse 17. He said, to them who believe, have eternal life. And to them who do not believe, they are condemned. So I don't need to condemn you. I don't need to come and condemn you that you're already condemned. You're already condemned until you now receive him and life come back to you. So it's very important, brethren, to believe. Sometimes you might have reason to don't want to believe, you know, because of the economic system, because of the way things are going in the world, you know. But I'm telling you, make sure you plug yourself to that faith. Make sure, encourage yourself, encourage that deadness in you, that there is the word of life, that there is Jesus, that he died, that he resurrected, because he's the only one that has life. Go and read. Go and make your research. He's the only one that has life. And he can give it to you. He will give it to you and I if we only believe. Give us your last message and pray for the audience as we dismiss. Oh, thank you for bringing me here, um, brethren. It's a privilege. Actually, a privilege. I never knew I would be here today if not God would have said that we. 
And a few minutes ago, I believe the Lord has spoken to every one of us in one way or the other. The gospel, everything is all about Jesus. Everything. Everything is all about Jesus. What he has done, what he came to do. There's nothing you and I can do. Either we like it or not. You know, either you like it or not, the, the sun will shine. Either you like it or not, the day will surely break. Either you like it or not, things will happen. Either you like it or not, good things will happen on earth. Either you like it or not, none of us pray for bad things to happen. But bad things will surely happen on earth. So either you also like it or not, Jesus is only the way, the truth, and the life. And if you will believe in him, then you have abundant life. And if you don't, <laughs> the Lord is you that lost. But the only way you can't lose, because it will, it will be painful for someone like me to see anyone lost. The only way you will never be lost is when you have him in your life. Bring him to your life. Let me share this story with you before I go. Lazarus died, and they have called for Jesus for days, and Jesus never came. Never came. And just to shorten the story, how painful the story went. They were crying, you know, Mary Martha, because they were close to Jesus, and they were crying. Like, And when Jesus entered the city, Martha cried and said, Lord, if you have been here, Look at that kind of anticipation. Look at that kind of cry. Look at that kind of word. He said, Master, I know if you have been here when he was sick, my brother would not have died. Brother, sister, anyone listen to me? Have you? Is there anything still holding you back from giving your life to Jesus Christ? Let me ask you that question first. Is there anything still holding you back from giving your life to Christ? Please, don't let it be too late. Come now and give your life to him. They said, Lord, I knew if you are here, my brother won't have died. That means they have the assurance. Some of you, you are going through the hard time you are going through because you haven't invited Jesus Christ. You are going through that loneliness, that pain, that suffering, that, you know, you just feel like you are not loved because you have not accepted him into your life. I'm telling you, if you would bring him into your life, if you would invite him and say, Lord, I'm no longer using my human intelligence, human wisdom. I'm inviting you, come, oh God. I'm telling you, you will experience new turnaround. That was what the Bible says. And they wept. But thanks to our Lord Jesus Christ, who understands that either I'm here or not, what I want you to do, I will see you do. And they cried to him. And after they have cried, after a lot of things has happened, you know, took him to the tomb. He said, take me there. They took him there. And he called, he wept. That's what Jesus said, he wept. The shortest verse, verse 35, that Jesus wept. And we all knew what happened after that. That the dead man who has died for four days comes back to life. Because Jesus was there. If Jesus was not there, I'm telling you, the matter would have just ended with sorrow in the life of Mary and Martha. The matter would have ended. Look at the same thing happened to Dorcas. In the book of Acts, she is dead already. But because the woman is a good woman, 
because she asked, they, these people have accepted Jesus Christ. They were able to call Peter in the nearby country. And Peter was able to come and bring back the woman who is dead. Brethren, Jesus can bring back those dead things in your life. But the first thing you have to do is to believe, is to receive him. Because as many who receive him and believe, he has given the power to be called the sons of God. So I'll be praying with you now. If you haven't given your life to Jesus Christ, this is an important message. Make sure you have him in your life. Make sure you have him. Make sure you have received him. And if you have not received him, I would like you to pray this prayer with me. I would like you to close your heart. You know, don't use your human intellect alone to say it. Say it from your heart like you mean it. That Lord Jesus, and I knew I've sinned. I knew I've forsaken you. I knew that I've been away from you. But Lord, come into my heart. Accept me. I have come just as I am. With all in nothing. Please save me. Please have mercy on me. Please forgive me my sins. Please have mercy on me. Just like that blind man cried, said, have mercy. Lord, have mercy on me. I claim the citizenship of heaven now. Yes, I come by the blood of Jesus. For in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. And I pray for you. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine on you in the name of Jesus. May he keep you from evil. May he bless your going out and your coming in. May you be blessed all the days of your life. See you next time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.